Welcome back to the podcast, where we give you uh, that the best information, that game, that league winner information for your redraft leagues. Uh, the craft man's in the building. What's up? What's going on, man? We got football on tonight, preseason week two. I'm just getting hyped about this thing. Man, I hate preseason, man. I wish they'd get rid of it. Yeah, I'm about as hype as like a drunk at a bar right now, man. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Hey, I'm I, good about football being back on, man. It should be a national holiday September. September 7th should be like over Christmas, man. Yep, I agree. Definitely over Christmas. I ain't going to say Thanksgiving, but Christmas for sure. Because uh, you got, you know, you got football on Thanksgiving. So, yep, no doubt. You can celebrate both. So, today we about to get into some sleepers. I got a few sleepers. Kraft's got a few sleepers. Uh, digging a little deeper into the mud, uh, you know, got to have these players. You got you want to try to get the best value. So if you can hit on some of these guys that got a little bit of upside who are getting drafted way low, that's the goal. Super low, super low, right? Like, like last round type stuff. I mean, we didn't. I don't think me or you did any, like, sleepers that are just like, oh, man, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a sleeper. He ain't a sleeper no more. No, I mean, he's definitely like some, not. These are like some coma patients, man. They they ain't woke up. They, you know, it's going to take them a minute. So, I got three of them. You got three, and I'll just go ahead and start. You can just tell me what you think. Uh, I did, and I'm not sure what you did, but uh, for sure, I went outside the top 48 because I looked outside the top 36. There's some obvious ones. So I went outside yeah. the top 48, so we're talking wide receiver five range, and I'm calling them sleepers. If you don't consider them a sleeper, oh, well, we're giving you some wide receiver <laughs> fives. We're giving uh, you people you should draft anyway. Exactly. So if, at, uh, his ADP at 49, I got Kadarius Tony as a sleeper. I mean, we saw what this dude did in uh, just one game. Uh, it was super impressive. Uh, obviously he's got an injury problem and an attitude problem and an attitude problems. But when he plays, it's good. Uh, let's see. I know week five versus Dallas, he had 13 targets, 10 receptions, 189 yards. So we're talking about the explosiveness is there. Um, they bring Brian Dayball in to New York to be the head coach. He just got done working with Josh Allen and the Bills, offensive coordinator. They bring him over, uh, and they're saying he's going to get that offense working. Now, look, I'm not saying I'm a huge believer that this is going to happen because the Giants just haven't been a buttoned-up organization for a little while. I'm starting to kind of – I like Daniel Jones. I think he's okay, but I don't think he's just a complete bum. But they just can't ever get it going. But – if the offense is running good and Brian Debo is fixing it, that to me that means that Saquon Barkley is having a good year. Kadarius Tony's probably having a good year. So I've been kind of buying into Kadarius Tony and Saquon a little more as of late. If they get that offense running, Kadarius Tony could definitely, I mean, the upside is there. 
He's very talented. So, what say you? Man, I'm I'm definitely in on drafting old Kadarius Tony as an upside play. Man, it's just it's all about. You've had some really good news and some really bad news about him. Like you're t- really taking a shot. Like early in the off season, they were talking about trying to trade the dude. I wish it would have happened. Yeah, they were trying to trade him. They drafted Wondell Robinson, who was a very similar player. But I'm definitely with you on the sleeper, though. Like, I'm, I'm trying to give the pros and cons here of Kadarius Tony. But what we seen on the field last year is this dude is just shifty as hell. He's like, yeah. I mean, can't nobody tackle him. He's like slathered in butter, you know. So, and that the athleticism's there. It's just like is Daniel Jones going to take a step up. I'm not big on Kenny Galladay at at all. Yeah. You know, I think Darius Tony is definitely the most talented receiver in that offense by far. So, I'm, I'm in on that as a sleeper for sure. Yep, I agree. So, what you got for me? Man, I got old Isaiah McKenzie as one of my sleepers. From the dogs. From the dogs, he hadn't done all that much in the NFL so far, but all the reports from camp, and I try not to get that hype, you know, that hype on preseason talk and beat beat reporter talk. But if this man is the primary slot receiver for the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen at quarterback, you're going to get a very good season out of Isaiah McKenzie. He's getting drafted as the wide receiver 68. Yeah. If you do the math on that. Wide receiver 68 is pick 191, which is the 15th round, which is your last pick in the draft, pretty much, if you're not drafting defenses or kickers. Yep. So, take a shot on Isaiah McKenzie that he might be the slot receiver for Josh Allen. You know, we're we're both high on Gabe Davis, but there is a chance that Gabe Davis don't pan out to be a superstar athlete wide receiver too. Yep. And if Isaiah McKenzie becomes that wide receiver too, Cole Beasley's gone. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Yep. Both of them combined for 124 targets last year. Like, where's that going to go? So, and, and th- this this is like a half sleeper. You know, Isaiah McKenzie slash Jameson Crowder. I'm higher on Isaiah McKenzie because of the reports out of camp. And he's just a better athlete, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Younger, just faster, you know, if he if he finally figures out the mental game and is running and is at the right place at the right time with Josh Allen in the offense, I don't think you can go wrong drafting Isaiah McKenzie in the fifteenth round. Like if he don't pan out, drop him. But I think I think he's gonna be very solid. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that and uh especially if you can get a value like that on a powerful offense. And like you said, you never know. I mean, he's pretty much in a competition with Jameson Crowder, PPR guy himself, but, you know, that position's up for grabs. And if Isaiah McKenzie comes out and wins that battle, you never know what you can get from him. He'll definitely outplay his ADP. I don't think there's any doubt about about that. I mean, that number 68 receiver, you know, in the 15th round, like, you can't – it's really just a dart throw at that point. And, I mean, that, that's about – that's as close to a bullseye as you're going to get, you know. You, you got a very athletic guy playing slot receiver for the best offense in the league. Like, take your shot, you know. 
Yep, I couldn't agree more. So, my second sleeper, I went down a little further. I went to 65, uh, Jalen Tolbert, a rookie. Uh, I like that. Going to Dallas. Um, the bottom line is is the opportunity. Kind of like the reason why I like Drake London is a kind of in a different way, but there's just a lot of opportunity here for Jalen Tolbert. Um Amari Cooper out of town, Cedric Wilson out of town. Uh, that's a large percentage of the target share that's out of there. And a lot of people are high on C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz. Uh, I myself is included in that category. But the number two wide receiver in an offense that was like top five in passing attempts, you know. Uh, number one in scoring. Gallup out. Probably for, I would say, six weeks, I would say, at least, at very minimum. But you're probably looking at half the season. So, rookie, Dak Prescott, uh, I could definitely see him having a solid year. I mean, he could definitely get up in that wide receiver four range, I would say. Smash his ADP. I've seen a report that Antonio Brown tried to show his face in Dallas today, and Jerry Jones has pretty much said, we believe in these young guys. So Jalen Tolbert is one of them young guys that Jerry Jones believes in. And we all know Jerry Jones runs that organization. So GM, head coach, everything. like That's Man. the way Jerry Jones is. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that. I mean, I think Jerry Jones gets in the way a lot of times. But yeah. – me too. Either way, I think uh, there's no doubt about it, though. Uh, I feel like he was a pretty good sleeper to go with. Uh, stayed in the same division, but, yep, Jalen Tolbert, rookie year, 170.8 is his ADP. That's my second sleeper. Uh, well, my second sleeper, wide receiver sleeper, is K.J. Osborne. Um. A lot of things going into this one, man. He he had some he had some very big games last year. He kind of showed out, was a very like high waiver pick to start the year last year, if y'all can, you know, remember that far back. But the main thing with him is Adam Thielen is getting a little older. You know, previously I said that I think he's still got a year left, and I do. Um but Kevin O'Connell's coming coming over from from the Rams, offense coordinator. The number three receiver for the Rams was Van Jefferson last year. And they ran more three wide sets than anybody in the league. Van Jefferson was on the field for 80% of snaps. So you're talking about you put KJ Osborne on there at 80%, which he played only 68% of snaps last year. And that was with Thielen missing three games. So, yeah. that percentage is actually not even correct. It's more along the lines of 60%, 55%. So, if this man's on the field for 80% of snaps and Adam Thielen may be aging, you're going to see some major Ooh. production out of K.J. Osborne this year. That's so, a good one. Yeah, I mean. You've got me sold. I'm about to go try to go get Osborne <laughs> right now. Uh, that pass heavy offense man and Kevin O'Connell coming over man he loves he loves that three wide receiver set and Van Jefferson ain't the greatest player in the world and 
just like as an extra bonus sleeper, Van Jefferson is up there too, you know. Yeah. So, yep. but I, I'm all in on K.J. Osborne this year just because of the the coach coming over, what formations he likes to run, and just from what I seen last year when he was on the field. So, what I mean, what you think about all that? Yeah, I like it. Uh, there's no doubt about uh, Steph. Always a good idea to go get you some of these players that are going to be in these powerful offenses. And like we said earlier or in a previous episode, they uh, about to start slinging the rock with Kirk Cousins. So you're right with Thielen uh, getting a little older. Justin Jefferson is the man. I mean, that number two wide receiver uh, spot could be up for grabs. You never know. Even if it's not, you're still the third best wide receiver on offense that's going to be slinging the rock. I mean, I, I like that sleeper. I feel like uh, that's a good one and one that I haven't really uh, been thinking about. Yeah, man, I, I was very surprised with, you know, what I come up with looking at the ADPs and everything while he was so far down. I mean, he's at pick 219 right now. So, undraftable, wide receiver 82. I mean, and he's going to be – I mean, wide receiver 82 for a player that's going to be on the field 80% of the time. It's crazy. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, for my last sleeper, I went, I went a little bit further down. I went down to the 77th wide receiver off the board, 212 overall. And I went with Nico Collins for the Houston Texans. I know his stock has risen. His stock has risen, uh, gone up in my eyes just because John Mechie out, diagnosed diagnosed with, a, what, leukemia or something. Yeah. I, I seen that it was very treatable. Hopefully he can come back a little bit a year from now. Maybe not. You never know. But hopefully he'll be back on the field one day. Uh, it's real unfortunate for him, but like at least it wasn't worst case scenario. You know, hopefully he'll be back. No doubt. So it definitely opens the door for Brandon Cooks to get more targets. Uh, but I think, you know, there's nobody really too impressive at the tight end role. So I feel like this is a good spot for Nico Collins to come in. Uh, coming into his second year. Offense that's, you know, Davis Mills could end up being the guy in Houston. I mean, I've said it once. I'll say it again. He was the best rookie quarterback last year. So, let's just see how he does this year. They're going to be behind a lot, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, Nico Collins, I feel like, is definitely a under-the-radar player that could definitely maybe sneak up in that top 48 or so. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, Nico Collins, he looked pretty good on the field last year. And, you know, two-year players, just two-year receivers just sometimes just show out, man. So, and you know I'm a believer in Davis Mills, so you got to, like, I got to go with Nico Collins if I can get him late in drafts. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Too much garbage time to go around. For sure, for sure. So, but this is the one that Matt has no idea about. It's going to piss him the hell off when I say that shit. <laughs> and, it's, and it's only three letters. It is M-V-S. Oh, my God. Marquez Valdez Scantlin. 
right. Sounds like something you put a junk drive in. MBS. Yeah. Yep. You know, sounds like a disease you don't want. MBS. Like, I mean, this guy got paid three years. Three year, thirty million deal to go play with Patrick Mahomes. Man, he's trash, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all I gotta say, all I know is from in the preseason, this man has been running in two wide receiver sets with Juju. Which did we? Did either one of us have Juju listed in our top thirty six? Nah. Do you think? Oh, do you think a Kansas City wide receiver is going to finish in the top thirty six if you had to put your money down on? Him? Nah. You don't think any of them going to finish in the top 36? None of them. I think maybe Besides, Sky Moore. I mean, Kelsey. Sky Moore. Ooh. That'd be a reach, though. That's a reach. That's, that's, not, that's, like, that's like dynasty. That's dynasty money there. I, I mean, I'm just saying. that. I, I mean, MVS, are you serious? I'm just going to be honest. I, could, I couldn't disagree more with this take right here. <laughs> I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it too. MBS, I, but look, it. if he comes out there and he finishes in the top thirty-six, I'll take my hat off and I'll say I was wrong about him. But I just don't man, see I'm, it. I'm a Packer. I'm a Packers fan, diehard. I watched this man play last year. When? What do you mean when? He stays when hurt all the time, man. Does he, he even play? Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't hurt last year. This man was putting up like numbers. It wasn't big numbers, but he's playing behind. I mean, Aaron Jones is catching a bunch of passes. Devontae is the main guy. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is going to be getting doubled. Like Travis Kelsey is not. Would you say Travis Kelsey with Tyreek Hill leaving is that a good thing or a bad thing for Kelsey? I think it's a bad thing. I think he's going to be the number one tight end. Overall, I mean, that's not hard. That's not hard to say, but he ain't gonna have his best year this year. Well, that's what I want is the number one guy at the position. I'll definitely take that all day. I think. I mean, I think Mark Andrews is the number one guy at the position, but yeah. like, I mean, you got Kelsey at thirty three. You think Kelsey's best year is gonna come at thirty three years old with Tyreek Hill gone, not taking any attention away from him? He's gonna be solid, but and he's still gonna be one of the best tight ends. But there ain't. That many great tight ends in the league, but I don't where, know. Where like, is you take MBS? Spot, you're just trying to take the spotlight away for from MBS is what you're trying to do. Where is MBS going? And he's uh, at wide receiver fifty two. Wide receiver fifty two. Well, wide receiver fifty two. So you're not spending much on him, but you're betting on the contract three years, thirty million. Juju got one year. Three million, three point two five million. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Juju at all. If I if I had I a big fan of time, none of them, but you get somebody's gonna do something in this offense, man. And I'm not saying MBS is gonna finish in the top, even in the top like twenty. I, I could see top <laughs> twenty four. I can nah, see top twenty. You are out of your mind saying that. <laughs> don't yeah. even lie. You know you don't think he's I've seen this the top man. Play, I've seen this man play last year with the Packers. His athleticism is off the charts. He just has bricks for hands. But I mean, he's averaging almost eighteen yards of reception. He's I mean, he's right there at the top with like Jamar Chase as far as yards per catch goes. He's a deep threat. Like I I, I seen him last year and athletically he's He's a good receiver, and the can't and the Chiefs obviously seem the same. They paid him all that money. 
<laughs> yeah. I knew you were gonna hate this. I knew you were gonna hate this take. That's why that's why I didn't tell you about it before I did it. That's why I saved him for last too. His ADP is way too high for me. At fifty two? He'd have to he's drop in the seventies for me to take. He's going by. He's going right by. Would you take Marquez or I ain't gonna say his name, M V S, or would you take Kenny Galladay? That's tough, man. That's yeah. that's just Devon, two I would just would never take. Devontae Parker, Julio Jones, DJ Chark. Would you take him over all them? Because I would. I'd probably take Julio over NBS. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way NBS. He might give you one or two games. He'll probably be hurt. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, we, will, we, will see, we will see on this one because I, I, I got a big belief in NBS, man. And I'd like to see what the comments say on this one. I think, I think folks are going to – Gonna be pretty high on him because I don't think Juju is like by far the dude. I don't think people are like, man, I would love to have Juju right now, and he's going way above MVS. So with the upside, playing in two wide receiver sets, which means he's going to be on the field on run plays, he's going to be on the field and play action, he's going to be on the field all the time. Guy Moore is not. That's a high take, man. Not gonna be on the field. That's a high take. Harden can't block. Miko Hartman can't block. Just a just a hot take, man. Just a hot take. It's on fire. It's burning my house down. Well, shoot, man. That just wraps up all our wide receiver talk because we about to move on to some running backs here on our next few episodes. I'm ready to hop on these running backs. And that's the most important position in fantasy is, is I try older. to tell them. I try to tell them, man. Hey, you can draft whichever way you want to, receiver heavy, which I've done, you know, and it works. Something sometimes it works, but yeah, no doubt. Running backs are the most important position in fantasy football. Man, even if you don't got enough running backs, go get you some running backs. If you got plenty of them, go get you some more. That's how I they see it. You don't drop like flies. But yep, that about wraps up with these wide receivers, man. You got anything to say to the people? Man, nothing much. Just go get you a piece of these sleepers in like the 14th, 15th round. You'd be happy with it. No doubt. So add the podcast, subscribe, add me on Twitter. Kraft's going to have to get a Twitter. Nah, I can't do that social media <laughs> stuff. You just got to like <laughs> find my phone number in the, in the phone book and text me, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess my cell phone ain't in the phone book, though. I don't even know if they do that anymore. I mean, yeah. I heard that. Old school. We got an old school guy. I'm old school too, man. I had to make myself get on Twitter. But add it, though. Go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and get on it. Go ahead and get on it. Uh, check out the other podcast within the company. Uh, John John Ham doing his thing. Poor man P. Miller doing his thing. Uh, more coming on the way. So that about sums it up. Uh, we out. Peace.